0: Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. Are we there yet? This is the question of the traveler. Last week, I took a road trip that helped me tally over 500 miles in a few days. And even though I was the one doing the driving, I kept asking myself the same question Are we there yet? In this week's Gospel lesson from Mark 13, Jesus' disciples rephrase this question of all travelers in this way. Tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Jesus responds very much in the way that most navigators of long road trips respond to their caravan crew. I will let you know when we get there. No, these are not Jesus' exact words but they capture the intention of them pretty well. Jesus warns the disciples to stay focused on God's kingdom, to not be distracted by the chaos around them. Earthquakes, famines, wars, rumors of wars, those things will only be the beginning of the birth pangs that will lead to God's kingdom to come alive. And so Jesus says this to their question, not yet. No, this isn't the time. Are you paying attention to God's kingdom or the empire and its kingdom? The disciples say, are we there yet, Jesus? And his response is, no, not yet. But pay attention. Stay focused on God. I will let you know when the when is here. When I hear the disciples ask this question, I wonder what they imagined the kingdom of God to be like, a beautiful new temple, a community that lived out belovedness for all, a place of honor for them, the disciples, who had walked with Jesus for three long years. Would this kingdom have a reward for them? This question of God's kingdom versus the kingdom of empire is one we've asked before, in the context of Jesus. Jesus who turns water to wine, who raises his friend Lazarus from death, who turns over money-changing tables in the temple, who calls fishermen and women to be his partners in ministry. Do you think when Jesus speaks of kingdom, do you think it's about glory and building projects? I doubt it. When I hear Jesus speak about the kingdom of heaven, and compare its arrival to the very human experience of childbirth and labor, I wonder if perhaps the place of travel that we are called to go to isn't so much a physical one, but a spiritual one. Which makes the spiritual journey we travel much more complicated than typing an address into our GPS and simply driving there. Are we there yet, Jesus? No, not yet. But I have a feeling that a shift of perspective on this journey, one less about bricks and mortar, and more about the kingdom of God journey that is within us, might be the travel tip we should pay some important attention to. Okay, Jesus, so far we've learned that the journey that you're talking about when we ask the question, are we there yet, isn't about geography, but more about the internal spiritual landscape of our hearts. So in the spirit of adventure, let's wonder as we wander and live into this question, are we there yet? And wonder if it applies to the internal spiritual quest of which I speak, which brings me to a holy shenanigans story about this very question about spiritual maturity and growth, a question that I wrestled with. In my youth, in response to a prescription I'd been given in regards to spiritual growth. In youth group, I received this direction. That was a one size fits all ABC one, two, three prescription on how to become spiritually mature. Here's what I was told every day you are to get up and have your morning devotions. And this is how it should go. One. Open your devotional time with prayer. Two, read scripture for 30 minutes. Three, after reading the scripture, journal about it. And then close your devotional time with a particular prayer. Four, do this practice daily and you will become a spiritually mature person. Then and now, my response to this prescription is, is the same question the disciples asked Jesus. When will he get there? So I tried the assignment. I promise you I did. As assigned, I got up very early before school to have my morning devotions. I was prepared. I had a brand new journal. I even had gel pens for this very important assignment. But as a creative being creative... I started to doodle in my journal, and then I would tisk tisk myself for not staying focused on reading and writing on topic. I wasn't very far into this assignment of This Way to Spiritual Maturity before I got frustrated, wondering why I had a difficult time with this assignment. Why was it this one way of praying and reading scripture wasn't getting me to where I was promised it would? Why wasn't this prescription of learning the very ABC one, two, three way getting the spiritual job done? A note of context here. When I was given my devotional assignment of how to become a mature Christian, I was 15 years old. And it wasn't terrible advice, but saying that it was just one way, one prescriptive of how to engage with prayer and Bible study, that was terrible. This experience had a legalistic approach that spiritual study and prayer could only be done this one way. So did this assignment work? Are we there yet? No. Houston, we have a problem. And while at that moment, I thought that the problem was me, but the problem was the legalistic assignment. As I wrestled with a sense of failure about this assignment, I was reminded of a beautiful memory of prayer from my childhood. I would sit with my dad in big people church. He would notice my restless feet swinging and give me a pencil or a pen so I could draw my dad would pass me little scraps of paper from inside his Bible. If he didn't have any scrap paper, he'd pull out those donation envelopes that you can find in the back of a church pew and hand it to me. He'd say, Fill up that paper. Cover every spot with your drawings. And so I'd draw and doodle and listen. I'd write a word that I could spell from the songs or the scriptures that were read out loud in worship. I would settle in to a place of center of contemplation. And while I didn't make the connection till much, much later, much past the ABC one, two, three, how to be spiritually mature assignment, I would remember the doodling sitting next to my dad in church and realize that was prayer. I had been praying all along. Do I still ask the question, are we there yet? Yes. Are we there yet? No. Maybe the new question when it comes to the journey of spiritual growth and learning should be something like this. How do I best learn? Reading? Being read to? trying something out in real life, living it out, drawing, speaking. I encourage you that if anyone gives you a how to be spiritually mature assignment to ask the assigner an important question. How does this experience help me experience the presence of God? Dear hearts, remember that you are unique Each one of us learns differently, and spiritual growth is not something that is a one-size-fits-all practice. Also, maturity in the things of God, in the holy and divine, this is a journey of a lifetime. No one has arrived. There always is something more to learn about faith and hope and love. For each and every one of us, different assignments, definitely allowed. For the month of November, I'm trying a new devotional practice with the help of a book by Katie Hazeltine called All the Things, a 30-day guide to experiencing God's presence in the prayer of the examine. This book offers a gentle introduction into the prayer practice called the examine, It was discovered by saint ignatius this prayer practice helps people bring their highs and lows from every day their consolations and desolations into the presence of god in a time of contemplative prayer if you like to use a notebook for this great if you want to write your prayer your doodles like me in a book awesome or if you just want to use this book as a guide to sit in silence, or dance, or walk as you pray? Great! The thing I continue to learn and relearn about spiritual practices is there is no one-size-fits-all fit. You can practice them, try them on, consider them as tools to help us experience the presence of the Creator, of God, of the Divine. And so, dear hearts, remember this, Spiritual practices are not a test. You can't fail in practicing a spiritual practice. Spiritual practices are times to allow opportunity to draw close to God. When it comes to practicing spiritual practices, our question shouldn't be, are we there yet? As if there is a conclusion, an end to the practice. It should be a statement. I'm here, God, and thank you for being here with me. There is a section of scripture from Ephesians 3, 16 through 19, that points us to the deep love of God. It's my hope that as you hear these words, that they will help you take next steps into a lifelong quest of spiritual growth and development. They read, I ask, with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in, with all followers of Jesus, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Kate shares in her guide, on how to try on the spiritual practice of the examine that she has come to love. She says, come to the examine like you would pull up a chair to the fire pit in your backyard. Not the kind where you have to chop wood, gather kindling, light it, and stoke it. But the gas kind where you flip a switch and the flames magically appear. That kind of fire and shares Desmond Tutu's thoughts about this kind of approach to prayer. Like when you sit in front of a fire in winter, you are just there in front of a fire. You don't have to be smart or anything. The fire warms you. Katie says, so let it. Let the fire do what it's meant to do. Just sit there in front of it until you thaw out, until you can feel your fingers again, until you can feel again. Let sitting there be your own version. So sit by a fire, read some scripture, doodle in a notebook, pray as you feel led to pray. I am your holy shenanigans muse. Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining me this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. If you have a Holy shenanigan story that you would like the opportunity to record and share on an upcoming episode of this podcast, Please reach out to us at fully shenanigans podcast at gmail.com.